so first uh, will that be you will be able to distinguish between the crystal structures here we will be taking only the metallic materials so uh, there are other materials also for example the ceramics and so on so in this we will be only concentrating or mostly on the crystal structure found in the metallic materials and that is uh, some uh, very simple crystal structures are there then one of the most important thing is that you will be able to correlate it structures so basically the crystal structure the microstructure and the mechanical properties of the material so again as you can see that mostly in this course we will be we will, we will consider and we will concentrate on the mechanical properties rather than the other properties for example the magnetic properties electrical properties or optical properties are required to predict a perfect material but generally in these conditions and in this external environment which we keep this material into we have to discuss more about the thermal environment so we have to deal more with the mechanical properties that uh, that a material is exposed to higher temperature or very colder temperatures and how it will behave will it deform will it fracture will it gets fatigue so these all are very important so what is what is it is a response and you should be able to predict that response of that material uh, when such kind of an atmosphere or environment is being created so uh, when i give you an application you need a material for let us say an automobile applications where you can see the propeller shaft or an axle which rotates which rotates continuously so when it does that kind of a rotation so it is subjected to a fatigue loading or any material that particular material is exposed to the higher temperature again they are taking the example of the same automobile if we consider a cylinder a piston in the cylinder head in the cylinder so which goes into the cylinder actually which supplies the power to the automobile so all these materials have to undergo or see the condition of higher temperature should be in that environment so we should know that which properties will be required for that particular application so by knowing that what kind of loading is there what kind of conditions are there i would be able to give that with my material yes it will work or it will fail at a higher temperature you should have a good thermal conductivity uh, it should have good creep properties all these terms you will be able to understand during the course then you will be able to propose some mechanical and thermal condition processing conditions basically to uh, tailor microstructure in order to modify the mechanical properties so one of the very beautiful thing about the materials is that the properties are not constant so if you take one material you cannot say that this material will have only this kind of a property i can change the properties and that is what when we talk about the materials of basically engineering materials okay so i can change the properties of uh, for example some natural occurring materials for example if you take wood so wood cannot be you cannot do in too much variation in the properties you can you can do a little whereas all the engineering materials which have uh, which will be which we will use especially as a structure materials you will see that uh, i will be doing the different kind of thermal mechanical treatments so i can change the microstructure again the microstructure term you will be familiar with once you complete this course so i can tailor this microstructure and actually i can also get the desired properties by doing this change in the microstructure and some thermal mechanical treatments can do this so we have to understand first that what is the response of the material to these conditions so that once we know that response we will be able to modify the response of the material by altering the microstructure so that is one of the very nice thing about the engineering materials that you can do all these things and you have to have a good understanding of the materials for that okay now historically if you see the materials actually define the civilization of human so the human civilization is actually divided according to the material they were using in that period for example the early humans started using the stones to hunt animals 
sometimes to break whatever they have uh, in the small pieces so they could see that some rocks or you can get very and fine edge in some rocks by chipping and chipping it with another rock i can get very sharp edges in some rocks not in all the rocks a few rocks are there like that so uh, they could identify that and they can create these sharp edges in that and that can be used for hunting that can be used for breaking the bones for example of an animal which they can uh, they have hunted okay so they started using the stones uh, so the early age human civilization is defined by a stone age okay then comes your bronze age then the iron age then the plastic age and now the current one is the silicon age so then they started the people started saying that okay some material or the other then the stones are also existing in the natural form so gold silver and can be easily found out from the mines and they are not forming any compound these are the gold nuggets or the silver nuggets we can say on these uh, or some of the inert material so you can get these into the mines into the natural conditions then later on the people started actually after the mine they could get the ores and these ores can be treated to extract the material out of them and then that is how they start extracting the copper and so on now can from the bronze uh, now from where the bronze end started this is how the they started to discover this kind of the materials which is present underneath the earth they thought that yeah we could make use of it uh for the additional purposes so how, that's how the bronze age started so it is basically an alloy uh of a copper with a tin or an aluminium so on the aluminium came much later okay so then the bronze age started and then you can see whoever perfected this technology they got they start dominating the others when they had these kind of technologies so material actually gave age to particular civilization which started dominating the other civilizations then of course the iron age came iron ore was in some oxide form so to take out the iron from the iron ore you have to have the technology of for that course india the uh, some tribal part of india had this technology for a very long time and they were able to make this iron and especially actually if you have to go into delhi close to kutub minar there is an iron pillar which is existing for 400 to 500 years and it's still not rusted so it has very good corrosion properties then after the iron age actually a lot of materials then started coming out aluminum was able to extract it from and can be extracted from the uh, ore when and then the plastic has started so very completely uh, different type of the materials from the materials which were been existing from that point so then the plastic lot of plastics been started using in engineering applications or in the dairy products also and then of course the electronics started dominating then uh, we can call it as a silicon age so now the people will divide that the people can refer to these changes in the different forms may uh, some may say no it's not the materials or you can call it it's as an electronic age why you are calling it as a material age the idea is that the material kind of the started dominating that part of the civilization so that is how you can get the different ages and uh, and the good source is already listed on the bottom so which can give you much more detail in the about this history of the material so, so one can google it and one can know about this uh, series of uh, materials that were been uh, uh, taken out from the earth and have been started using it now if you I want to see the importance of the materials and then i have taken a couple of examples now i'm trying to cover a very broad range to kind of kind of uh, hang of the materials and uh, make you appreciate that the materials are not only a structural materials it is not only about some engineering application kind of there are a lot of time it is aesthetics also which can uh, like dominate that how the material has to be synthesized okay so uh, so let's take an example of a defense application right now okay so you must have heard of uh, about the intercontinental ballistic missile icbm which has a very high range and right now is uh, you are going through the newspapers there is a lot of tension between the north korea and the usa and they are able to make an impeccable which can go to uh, the usa so it has to cover a very long distance so for that it has to go into very very fire atmosphere and then come back into the atmosphere 
and also you want your um, message should be interpreted by the other, the particular message should not be interpreted by the other missiles or maybe a fighter jet we have to take it to a very very high altitude and then it has to re-enter the atmosphere so the problem is that when you re-enter the atmosphere because of the friction and with the very high velocity of the projectile the heat generated at the surface or maybe at the probably the nose which is piercing into the atmosphere in and out of the atmosphere so it may exceed about 1500 degrees celsius and most of the materials which are we use uh, generally melt at this temperature so you have to have a material which can be used in this kind of a missile nose actually nose gets heated up to its uh, high temperature because that is what's seeing the friction of the air and now you understand that i have a technology to launch a missile i have a whole jet propulsion technology but i do not have the material which can withstand that temperature so the whole technology is waiting for that material development and all these are not easily available a lot of these are classified information and countries did not give, generally do not give to each other so you have to develop your own materials from uh, from the now then you have to have about that materials so that is that is how uh, reinforced carbon composites were developed to code or cover the nose part of the material and these are able to understand this kind of very high temperatures uh, another example now from the space if you go from the space so you again you must have heard about the gslv mk3 okay so recently launched with a very high payload and a large number of the satellites and again for the developing these kind of rocket there will be other rockets are already developed which we are working on the solid propellants now to have a higher payload capacity and a higher range you want an engine which can directly take the liquid hydrogen and oxygen and combine them together to generate the thrust required and now the hydrogen and oxygen is of course in the gaseous form at the room temperature but at very low temperatures cryogenic temperature they are in the liquid form so now in my material development has to be in such a way that it can able to handle that temperature because you have to store the hydrogen and oxygen within the rocket and they are going to combine and give you the thrust which is required so and so of course well you must have seen that the rockets gets launched there so many vibrations and it's very high thrust okay so the material has to withstand those kind of a vibration those kind of a me- mechanical stresses those kind of a very low temperature conditions again it will be dependent on the material development so the technology is very simple you have the hydrogen oxygen you are combining it to get the required thrust but the material which will be required for storing these materials in such a low temperature that is very important so you have to develop those materials they are very few titanium alloys are they which have uh, which have been very good property at the cryogenic temperatures so again a very different example then so you uh, so you have uh, coming from a very high temperature application to cryogenic application so now let's take a very popular product uh, apple watch was a craze that i think of a couple of years back when they launched it and if you might have seen the video in the initial promo videos which they were uh, on the internet from the apple there are very kind of a very significant significant segment of that video was devoted to the metallurgical developments which they try to uh, make it for from that watch so they were talking about the high strength aluminum alloys they were talking about that metal matrix composite matrix composite of the gold and ceramic okay so because they wanted to have a lot of gold coating on the surface and they wanted to have a very good hardness gold is very soft okay and it has very low strength that is why you do some alloying allowing to increase its strength so what they did is that they added the ceramic materials in in that to increase the strength and to have a good maybe a scratch resistance and to give a nice uh, look or the hue to the surface of the watch so they developed all these aluminum alloys high strength aluminum alloys of the course somewhere already developed they might have used it or they might have developed also for this especially for the apple watch because they did not have any details of this alloys they are used stainless steels so the idea is that from a very different space to a very popular product from the space to the atmosphere
everywhere everybody we we are talking about the materials in fact the apple which we are talking about is all about the material development and i am concerned if somebody is using certain thing in his ad in the advertisement that means it has come to a certain level that you are able to use that in advertisement and you want to advertise the material so one of the biggest kind of a change which apple bought in its items for the laptop was to use the aluminum cover so till that time it was only the plastic cover where they were the laptop sure they bought the bought in the aluminum and they were anodized aluminum again which has a very good scratch resistance so it will not uh, it will not with the time it will not the surface uh, will not be looking bad and had a it will not wear out with the time actually so the surface will be still looking good even after some times so off from the plastic again you can see the how the metals are coming into the uh, form so if you want to bring it to this discussion that material behave behavior actually it may uh, in the biotechnology also so some you may say already you seen other people use the prosthetics like uh, if you have some problem uh, while you about you have to take some kind of an implant there so but sometimes some people are using the material concept to know whether you can have some kind of a disease or not so now we actually went to the core we are deciding whether a person has a disease or not by absorbing his red blood cells uh, to to get to that red blood cells we need some machinery and to get to we need a material for that machinery right so for example uh, okay so if you see the rbcs okay the red blood cell in the middle and there are two tweezers so uh, these are actually laser tweezers some are very sophisticated experiment they have tried so this is an rbc uh, there are two tweezers and that they are forming the cell so you can understand this is at a microscopic level you are trying to deform to the deform so you are deforming a red blood cell okay so to apply that force you need a laser tweezer okay sorry the tweezer you need the two tweezer to in order to uh, deform it and this force which is required to deform is just 70 picon newton that's very very small force okay 